Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. It is episode 100. I do not know how we're already there, but uh, I know it's been a fun ride for me. I hope you guys have uh, learned something and got some entertainment out of being here for uh, uh, about a year now that we've uh, been doing the show. And um, like I said, it's it's been quite a wild ride for me. And uh, thank you all for tuning in, listening in, and sharing and, and all that fun stuff. It, uh, it really does mean a lot to me. Uh, I am a little under the weather today, uh, you know, to, to top off this summer that I've had. Now, uh, I've got COVID. My, my kids had it last week, and now I've got it. So uh, that's been fun. And uh, it's just been a wild ride of a summer to begin with. You know, my, my little guy broke his arm. But uh, even before that, 4th of July, boys got sick. We couldn't go to the beach that weekend. We went the next weekend. He broke his arm. And then, you know, it's just been one thing after another of scrambling, uh, being out of out of camp, out of daycare, uh, being out of work to watch them. And it's just been a complete juggling match on on all fronts. But um, so, yeah, now we got to deal with this. But, uh, you know, I think the key to it is persistence. And that's going to be a little bit of what I talk about today and kind of the way that we're investing and getting through life, getting through business. Um, you know, even with COVID being a, a solo entrepreneur, I still got to get out there and work. So um, it's been tough. It's certainly been tough with 90 degree temps and working outside and having a headache that could stop a truck. Um, it's it's certainly been bad. But, uh, you know, in the air conditioning in the basement here, it's not too hateful. But um, yeah, so we're getting through it. We are, uh, you know, making making the best of what we got. And I'll continue to do that with the market. We have seen quite a bit of green here lately. The NASDAQ was up about 2% a little bit earlier when I checked, and the Dow was up about 1%. So we are rolling up nicely on, uh, you know, not really any major news out there. Uh, you know, there's there's some other things going on with the, uh, uh, the CHIPS Act and bringing some chip makers here. We've got uh, some inventory levels. Uh, rising and, you know, some businesses that are having some problems with a uh, little too much inventory. They built overbuilt last year and now they're uh, trying to get rid of that. So that is also causing some layoffs, um, uh, people looking for more warehouse space, uh, kind of a different struggle this year. You know, last year we couldn't get enough of it. Now we've got too much. So, but we're continually working through it and trying to find a way to make money in this market. Uh, and that being said, I mean, a, a lot of these uh, these companies that we have been talking about are really doing well today. Yeah, I'm up 2.2% on the day. Um, my IRA is up 3.8%. So that is a little bit riskier there that I take in that position. Uh, because if I do make a lot of money in those and they run up, I can sell them and not have any taxable gains on that. So I put a little bit more risk into the IRA for that reason. But, oh man, I saw this one earlier. I cannot believe it. SoFi, 28% up on the day. Didn't I tell you guys in the $6 range, this one should be bought? 
Um, I know, I, I know, I did. We even talked about the bank charter and how it was doing well. Um, we've got uh, their best day since early 2021. They had dismal student loan numbers. We knew that. I kind of talked about that. Uh, strong beat and raise earns its price target boost. So they got uh, a couple beats. Uh, something saying that the bank charter couldn't come at a better time. And uh, where is that price target? I have not actually looked at this one yet. Um, Wedbush came in at eight today. Uh, Credit Suisse came in at eight fifty. Bank of America says eight. Mizuho says eight. Oppenheimer says eight. So that oh, that's uh, a week ago. But those first four were uh, yesterday or today, as I'm reading this on Wednesday. And currently, we are sitting at eight dollars and twenty-two cents. So we are even passing those um, those price targets just from uh, yesterday. Um, simply by going up $1.80 per share uh, on the day. And uh, we'll see if that holds up. But uh, one that I will continue to add if it's down to that, uh, you know, in that six or low $7 range. So that is definitely good to see that something is working and, and that, you know, SoFi that has been letting me down for some time. And we also had PayPal going up. Uh, PayPal had some interest from uh, Elliot Management, who came in and uh, started buying up some shares. I shared that on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. Uh, they are up. PayPal is up 9% on the day uh, for a current price of $97.79. Uh, that PE is at a 29. Uh, they did issue a buyback to where they're buying back some more of their shares. Uh, I believe that number was $15 billion. Uh, so they are buying it hand over fist, trying to get uh, more shares back into their pockets and, uh, you know, ultimately raising that stock price as more shares are off the market. You know, there's there's more demand because there's less supply. Uh, so ultimately, these uh, should run up nicely. Let's see if they caught any upgrades on that analyst side of things. Uh, what do we got? Uh, UBS came out today with a 136, RBC at a 118, Wells Fargo today at a 123, Wedbush today at a 130. So they're still seeing some upside. You know, like I said, we're at $97 currently. Um, so a good amount of room to run. Um, currently sitting at 18% upside. Granted, that takes in a, a lot of the older uh, analyst uh, rankings. From you know previous to some of this knowledge, some of this quarter, and we're, we're getting new knowledge. So we really want to factor in some of that new stuff, and really go from there. Uh, you know, I was really let down by this one beginning of the year, but I do think it's turning around uh, with a lot of these tech companies that are profitable. We've we've talked about that as well. Uh, you know, Nvidia. I know those price points have really come down as well. Uh, that price to sales had gotten way up, I think, into the 40s. And now we're at like a 15, I want to say it was on NVIDIA. So that price to sales has come down. That PE is uh, currently at a 49 on NVIDIA. And, uh, you know, one that I still think is going to do well long term. Yes, it's been painful, uh, but it is an accumulation period for me here. So that is still one that I would look to buy. Uh, I do think that with these massive moves in SoFi and PayPal, I would probably hold off. Uh, that's a personal opinion, and those positions for me are pretty full as it is. NVIDIA, I could still see adding some here. Um, you know, they're still closer to that low than uh, I really think they should be. But uh, that being said, chips in a recession, 
are kind of uh, risky. You know, generally speaking, the uh, the demand for things like that are going to slow. Granted, unemployment's low, but uh, more layoffs are happening by the day. And I did just hear a report from Airbnb. They had a bit of a mixed quarter. Um, I think their their margins or their revenue grew massively year over year. I want to say it was 60 some percent. And uh, they had a good quarter. They were not booking as many nights, but I want to say that the revenues were higher on the ones that they were booking. Uh, a fifth of their business is still in rentals over 30 days. Uh, so that is a massive number still, even with people going back to work and getting back in the office, things like that. There is still a big demand for these long-term rentals. Uh, they're getting more out of the millennial market and they're kind of expanding. They're certainly seeing a uh, rise in the people that are retired using Airbnbs uh, for their vacations or to get away for a while, uh, you know, stay with family, you know, in the vicinity, maybe not with family, but they're using that uh the Airbnb service to do that. They're staying nearby and, uh, you know, still having a space of their own. So that's working out well. Um, they were not uh, cash flow positive two years ago. A lot of people said they were going to go out of business. Now I think their quarter was uh, 900 and some million that they were cash flow positive. They're calling for like 3 billion on the year. Uh, so some big numbers out there from Airbnb. And they're thinking that uh, their next quarter should be even better. And they are continuing to hire where a lot of people are laying off. They are looking to still expand. So I still think this is a solid business. Uh, I believe Marriott had pretty decent numbers as well. Um, now that one I didn't listen into as close. Um, but yeah, the the five day. Actually, let's go on the month on uh, Marriott. I'm looking over here, seeing how this one's doing. Currently trading at a 29 times earnings. They had been uh, down around 135 uh, the 6th of July, and now we are sitting right at one, call it 160. So a nice run up for Marriott also. I believe they had a pretty decent quarter. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the travel or hotel industry is doing well. The Airbnb is doing decent. Cruise lines are still a complete mess. Uh, especially with issuing of new shares at uh, at a discount when they were trading much higher uh, a few months back and then selling these uh, additional shares on the market um, really hurt some of the cruise lines even more. And I don't know that I would touch any of them right now. But uh, if you're looking for growth, I think Airbnb might be a good way to look. And uh, even some of the, the broader based travel companies, maybe Expedia, something like that, where they're getting that percentage off the bookings uh, it does look like more people are looking to travel internationally. And ultimately, you know, those are going to be the ones that are going to win overall. I still think that the uh, the airlines are really clawing out of a hole. And, you know, someone that is going to be more like an Airbnb and collect that uh, little bit of a paycheck every time that someone clicks on their site. Uh, I do think that's going to be beneficial to them. But uh, let's take a quick break. I will come right back and we will talk some more about what's going on out there. So stick around. All right. We are back here on the show. Uh, sorry about that. Had to take a phone call. And um, yeah, I, so before we get back into it here, I did want to say if you're looking to start a uh, portfolio, uh, whether it's in crypto or stocks, looking to get a retirement account going, um, there are some links in the description to help get you started. And uh, those are for eTrade, Crypto.com, Binance, 
and uh, Weeble. We are doing the investing challenge on Weeble, and uh, that perf- uh, performance on that portfolio is doing rather well here in the last couple weeks. And we've definitely seen uh, a spike up with uh, some crypto coming back and some of the uh, the stock market coming back, specifically some growth stocks that we were in uh, have been doing pretty well. So I know we were down about 20%, I think probably about 24% at the lows. Uh, and, you know, we've been trying to dollar cost average into this or into the market, really, not into a position, any one position that is. Uh, but uh, over the market, we've really been uh, doing well here. And in this one, you know, today we are up uh, 2.65%. And overall, we are down 6.6%. So we've really cut some of these losses way down. Uh, We are down $411 on this uh, portfolio that we've put this money into, or I put this money into uh, every Monday over the course of this year. Um, If the market was closed, I was buying on Tuesdays. But uh, buying around lunchtime for that, uh, you know, get out some of the volatility out of the system. But uh, I did want to talk about this uh, this idea of dollar cost averaging versus lump sum or trying to time the market. Uh, I was listening to another podcast this morning, uh, Millennial Money, and this one was talking about uh, they saw a um, research paper that said basically that dollar cost averaging was the safest way to make the most amount of money over a long period of time. And I tend to agree with that. Now, in my quick research, looking this up right now, I'm looking at uh, Vanguard and they are saying that a lump sum approach is going to be marginally better performance in the short term uh, from the standpoint that if you're investing all your money at the same time, you're going to get more exposure as soon as possible. Uh, historic market trends indicate returns of stocks and bonds exceed returns of cash investments and bonds. So it's going to do better being in the stock market or the bond market. Um, And then when markets are going up, you're putting your money to work right away. It takes full advantage of that market growth. Okay. So, you know, versus dollar cost averaging is going to be more slow and steady. You're going to minimize that risk of, uh, of downside when you're putting a, a versus a huge investment all at once. Uh, if you're gonna, you're also gonna take advantage of the market's natural volatility by lowering the average price you pay for shares. Uh, sometimes you're buying a little bit higher, sometimes you're buying a little bit lower, but you're gonna average in over that time where you're investing your money. But uh, with dollar cost averaging, you're also going to avoid feelings of regret if the market does take a downturn after you invest. We've we've seen that a lot of times. You know, we bought uh, Nvidia week one. And now we're down 30 some percent on that, uh, that original NVIDIA purchase. Now, if we were to do that again and buy every month, we would now be at a much lower cost basis to build that uh, NVIDIA position where, you know, versus we're kind of lump sum right into one position uh, in the investing challenge. This is what I'm kind of re- referring to here. So in the investing challenge, we're throwing it at one. We're seeing what works. Overall, we're investing our money in a dollar cost averaging kind of mindset. But uh, into that one position, we're kind of just lump sum $200 here, $200 there. Uh, So overall, I do think that uh, it really depends on you. And, you know, I've seen benefits of both. Uh, One thing that I will say is really hard to do is time the market. You might get it right once. 
but it's going to be really hard to do a big lump sum every time and get the market right. Because, you know, back in June, when I thought things were were bad, I kind of thought they were going to get worse, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, we were talking about all this recession, inflation, everything was still peaking, still running. I had this mindset that things are going to get worse. They're going to go down another 5%, 10%. Uh, So I don't know that I would have necessarily called the bottom. And then we would have had this this big run right now after we said, you know, we got a recession. We've got PPI, CPI going up. uh, The government's spending more money. You know, just a lot of things that didn't really seem like they'd be uh, big catalysts for things going up. But uh, in hindsight, I think that rubber band... Uh, that the is the market just got pulled down too much, and eventually all that bad news and uh, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt was just baked in, and we started taking off. Um, so for me, I do try to dollar cost average, right? Like I've said before, if I get a little bit of money, extra cash, I'm putting more money into the market. But uh, with the way that my business is, uh, you know, I've got snow money, commercial money coming in towards the end of winter, that's when some of those bills are getting paid. And then as I'm doing more of the landscape business, that money comes in from residential customers more right on time. Uh, so if I finish up a job, I'll get paid versus the commercial jobs are you know 60, 90 days to get paid. So I kind of have this lump sum of cash at that kind of you know April, May, June kind of time frame. So that's when I do a lot of my investing. Uh, I'll get that money into the market. It's kind of burning a hole in my pocket. I want to get that money in and let it work. Um, you know, this has worked before. In 2020, I, I had some some big snow money coming in, and I put that right into the market, and I seemed to time it pretty well. I think I got it, you know, within maybe three days of the uh, of the low when I was buying. Uh, but now, you know, with uh, 2022, I was adding. And the market just kept dropping, kept dropping, kept dropping. But uh, over time, I do think that, uh, well, one, getting the money in the market is going to be a better way to uh, really have that growth potential. But over time, I do think if I'm just every year in that early part of the year I'm investing, I would say it's more dollar cost averaging, but over uh, the course of a year where typical dollar cost averaging would be over every month or every quarter. Uh, you know, if you had $10,000 you're looking to put in the market that year, you could look at it being uh, 2500 every quarter or 1000 every month, something like that to space those buys versus doing it all at once. Um, so uh, I guess I'm a mixture of both, but it really depends on what your um, what your income looks like. If you, you know, just happen to sell a house that, you, you know, you didn't need the, uh, the cash for, you already had another house. And you wanted to put it in the market, that would be more of that lump sum type uh, mindset. So it all just depends on you. And I just wanted to say that lump sum can work and dollar cost average can work. Timing the market uh, is a bit tougher. If you can do it and you're you're that in tune with what's going on in the market, you sit and watch it every day, um, you know, more power to you. I just don't think a lot of people really have that... Uh, kind of time in order to really put into market watch and you know do all that research and stay on top of everything all the time. It's just really a big commitment and a big ask for someone to do that. But um, we are seeing uh, a lot of the commodities are falling. 
And, you know, this is kind of my talk last time with uh, things that were peaking. Uh, the recession might be short-lived. A lot of these commodities are coming in. Um, trying to really find this whole listing. It's a, a bit tougher than I thought it was going to be to find a complete listing of commodities. If you've got one, feel free to send it on over. But, uh, you know, we are like seven weeks into to oil and gas coming down. I'm seeing that now. Uh, crude is at uh, 91. It reached a high of 130. Uh, natural gas is off the highs, uh, probably about 20%. And even, you know, gold, silver, platinum, they're a lot closer to the lows than they are the highs. They're below uh, that midpoint for sure, all across the board. Uh, corn coming way down on that uh, cents per bushel. It was uh, 824 cents per bushel. And now it's 490, oh no, 591 is the current price. So way off there. Soybeans, wheat, same story. Uh, I know cattle's still high, but uh, I did want to say that lumber lumber has come in, you know, significantly, and uh, that is a sign that inflation is peaking. I know a lot of the uh, the shipping costs and uh, packaging are still high. We are seeing the uh, the liner board in polyethylene, so any type of bag and cardboard is still high. Um, so that is kind of artificially inflating the price of some different products, uh, you know, cereals, things like that. Those prices are still high because of shipping and from the, uh, the packaging content. So a lot of the other products are coming in, but, uh, I do think that's going to have this trickle down effect that we will see. We are going to see a lot of these things compress, but, um, that being said, I do still fear for, uh, the jobs and the, uh, unemployment numbers. If uh, a lumber yard was getting, you know, $1,400 per thousand board foot or whatever it was, uh, and now it's 500, there's not as much appetite to have as many people, right? If they're making more money, they want to hire more people and sell as much lumber as they can. But now when it comes down and they're only making a third of what they were making a few months ago, they're trying to cut back, trying to not have as many people. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not in that, uh, you know, get everyone all hands on deck. They're in that more of a survival mode. So I am worried about uh, the layoff of people. And I do think that some of those people will probably come back to the transportation industry. They might drive a truck and deliver and, and bring those costs down. As we have more uh, truck drivers, those prices will come down uh, because, you know, the, the truck drivers can't just, you know, name their price to haul a load of whatever across the country. So I do think we're going to have a trickle down effect of uh, unemployment. It's going to spread and redisperse people to other jobs, other fields where they can get more money. Um, so I do think that there is certainly a little bit of concern there, but uh, I do think that inflation is peaking. I am going to say that uh, the next read on CPI, PPI is going to be lower looking at this information. So I definitely think that that is something to keep in, in mind as well as the unemployment numbers. We certainly want to see those uh, not spike up. We, we do not want to see that. That would certainly be a cause for uh, another recession in my mind. If things got bad enough to where we don't have uh, enough work for these people, um, we, we could certainly see a, uh, a more prolonged recession with people not having jobs to lean on, even though inflation has, uh, has run its course if they don't have those jobs and they can't uh, really go out and buy and purchase, it's going to be a different story. So 
keep that in mind as you are out there uh, investing. Make sure that uh, you know you've got a plan as to what you're going to do if if any of these events do happen. And uh, you know, back to that persistence thing. Just be persistent in what you're doing. Look at your uh, your investments. Look at where you want to invest. Where you want to buy these stocks. Set some targets and get after it. Uh, but that being said, you know we've got the uh, the investing challenge for week 32. Uh, week 31 ended with uh, Dollar Tree being the winner. I did go ahead and buy that one on Monday. But uh, week 32, we've got five new names as we always do. We've got uh, ticker AVGO, which is going to be Broadcom, uh, your your chip maker. And then uh, number two is going to be MasterCard. The ticker is MA. Um, you know, that one's pretty self-explanatory as to why that one might be on here. Um, number 32, or uh, no, number 32, number three in week 32 is PayPal. Uh, I forgot I put this one in here this week. I thought that was like a couple weeks ago. They all kind of run together now. But um, PayPal's, uh, I think, in second place right now. That's kind of cool. PayPal, ticker PYPL, you know, I like I just said about it a little bit earlier in the show, Elliott Management taking this stake, uh, good quarter, good outlook, um, you know, one that I do think could continue to run up. So that one is uh, is stock three on the week. Then uh, ticker four is uh, CHPT, ChargePoint, uh, another one that's going to be uh, really needed in electrifying. Uh, the automotive industry and getting vehicles charged is uh, is ChargePoint. They are the number one charger as far as sales, as far as I know. Um, that might have changed, but I still think they are number one. And if not, they are very close. And then ticker number five is going to be the biggest company on the list. And that one is Google. G-O-O-G-L is the ticker. That one is currently in the lead, but... Uh, Go over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook and get your votes in for which one I will be adding uh, for this next uh, Monday. And uh, with that being said, that's probably uh, about all I've got for you guys today. I am not feeling it. Um, you know, I really wanted to do some big stuff for episode 100. And, um, you know, I think Spotify has got me at uh, 102. But uh, I think somewhere along the lines, I probably doubled up on a couple numbers and you'd be amazed at how hard it is to keep and keep track of each episode on uh, doing some of these. They they all kind of run together, and then you got to you know change out of what you're doing, sign back into the other episode, and see where it was and the details. And it just gets to be kind of a conundrum, if you will. But uh, thank you guys for stopping in. It really does mean the world to me. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and share and uh, build out this community. I do want to make sure that uh, if someone is out there and they need some help getting going, uh, I'd love to be the one that can uh, maybe help point them in the right direction to get started. I know I'm not a financial advisor, but uh, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully you guys are learning something. And I know I am. I know that uh, the more I look at it and the more you know time I invest into this, uh, I'm certainly getting smarter. And uh, feel like I'm getting pretty dangerous out there on some some certain things. So thank you guys for stopping in. I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. 
If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.